in a game that felt like a playoff atmosphere at Lincoln Financial Field. Darren Sproles went in for one yard out to put the Eagles on the board early, seven to nothing. And after amassing 348 total yards, this touchdown, the first career by wide receiver Nelson Aguilar from 53 yards out, helped put the Eagles over the top, beating the Buffalo Bills by a score of 23 to 20. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the post-game show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm Chris McPherson, alongside former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese. Can we all breathe a sigh of relief? Ed Reynolds coming up huge, getting his first career interception off Tyra Taylor. It was Taylor's first interception since going back to week four, all the way back to October, to seal the Eagles' win. They now get to 6-7 and seven on the season, a much-needed win. Obviously very tough, but offense, defense, and Ike, once again, special teams all contributing to this all-important victory. Yeah, and that's what the phases of this team, and that's exactly what you need down the stretch. Eagles' second win in a row. Nice to get a win at home, considering the last couple of home games the Eagles have played. Uh, I just thought it was a well-fought game on both sides of the football, both teams, uh, both teams battling to remain in the playoff contention, and that's the way the game turned out. Neither one of these teams wanted to give up. They fought to the end and uh, took a great play by safety Ed Reynolds to come out with his first career interception to seal this victory for the Eagles. And that's what you need in situations like this. You need everyone on the roster, whomever is active for that game, to step up and make a big play. And as you said, Ike, the Eagles get their second win in the row. We're going to hear from head coach Chip Kelly and quarterback Sam Bradford from the link in a little bit. We're also going to get some all-22 analysis of the Eagles' two touchdowns from NFL Films senior producer Greg Cosell later on in the show. And we're also going to take your phone calls at 215-339-6709. Folks, welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. We're going to take a quick commercial break here, and we'll get to everything that happened on the field right after this. The tournament is there. You're here. And before you take the team's star midfielder from here to there, along with his entourage, you have some things to do, like finding a place to stay, getting an oil change, mapping out the best route. Yes. Are we there yet? No. Roadside assistance? Not today, but always on call. So wherever your journey takes you, AAA helps you get there. So everyone's a winner. Start your journey at AAA.com. What if this year, we went around the table and instead of saying what we're thankful for, we said who we're thankful for? Lincoln Financial helps provide financial security for those who are always there for you. Because this is what you do for people you love. Take charge of your now at LincolnFinancial.com. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Right now, Santander will pay you when you open and use a new Santander checking account. Now there's something to celebrate. Learn more at SantanderBank.com. 
Welcome back to the postgame show presented by Rico here in Philadelphia, Eagles.com. Speaking of something to celebrate, the Eagles beat the Buffalo Bills 23-20. And Ike, coming to this game, the big story was the return of one LaShawn McCoy. But I thought the player on defense who affected McCoy the most was Fletcher Cox. And you go back to late in the fourth quarter, McCoy trying to move the Buffalo offense, and Cox gets in the backfield for a loss of 10 yards. It was a situation where time after time again, Cox could not be defeated. Yeah, I mean, Fletcher affects everyone every week. I mean, I, I clearly believe this is uh, the best player on the defensive side of the ball, arguably the best player on this Eagles football team, and Fletcher Cox. I mean, he's just been dominant all year long. I thought Shady had some moments here and there, but for the most part, I thought our defense did a great job of keeping him, keeping the big play from happening with Shady McCoy. He had the one run of 24 yards, but that was about it. Everything else, you had green hats around him at all times. Uh, when he wanted to do his little cutback moves, there was somebody there waiting for him. And like you just mentioned, uh, far too often uh, for the Bills, uh, Fletcher Cox was in the backfield. I mean, penetration, Richie Incognito, whoever they had in front of Fletcher Cox could not block him today. And it was clear to me that this Eagles defense was determined to hold Shady in check as much as possible. They understand how great of a player McCoy is, but they weren't about to allow Shady just run up and down the field here at the length today, and I thought they did a fantastic job. It's funny because all week we heard from McCoy's perspective and how he wanted, I remember tight end Zach Ertz telling reporters earlier in the week that he could envision McCoy wanting to set the all-time single-game NFL rushing record, but to the guys on the defensive side of the football for the Eagles, they have pride as well. They saw McCoy in practice each and every day and probably at times said, Boy, you're never going to be able to pull that off in a game situation. I would love to get a chance against you. And they had that today. And I want to just credit Cox up front. But the guys on the edges, Brandon Graham and Connor Barwin, making sure that McCoy could not get to the outside because the D-line did a great job of funneling things to the outside to them. But they had to remain disciplined against a very difficult quarterback to contain in Tyra Taylor, who obviously could beat you with his arm. And we saw some of those deep passes, some great touch throws on his part, but also the ability to scramble as well, like. Yeah, and I tell you, I know we make a lot about Shady coming back and how we didn't want uh, the, him to have a big day, but this defense has been trying to redeem itself since they give up, gave up 90 points in two consecutive games against Tampa and Detroit. So they wanted to get back to playing football the way they had played the first half of the season. So these guys had pride. Uh, I think they love the fact that they were able to go up to New England last week and basically dominate that offense for three and a half quarters, and they wanted to carry that over. You want to be playing your best football at this time of the year. And the Eagles had a little blip in the schedule there for a couple games on the defensive side of the ball. They certainly seem to be back playing football the way they become accustomed to. Still need to clean up a few plays in the passing game uh, deep-wise, but for the most part, I thought they were after Tyrod Taylor all game. Uh, he didn't look as comfortable in the pocket. This is a guy who came into the game completing 65% of his passes, 104 quarterback rating, with the exception of that pass early to Sammy Watkins. Everything else, he they made the Bills have to earn every blade of grass today. And it seemed like every time that Taylor or someone on the Bills' offense made a play, it was coming back due to penalties. Yeah. I forget the exact final total of penalties, but time after time again, the Bills just very undisciplined on both sides of the football, but pretty much it's a situation where we always say how the Eagles have those self-inflicted wounds. Well, the Bills had tons of them today. Well, that's a staple of a Rex Ryan coach team. Little undisciplined, 
you know, it, it typically comes from the defensive side of the football where guys are getting uh, personal fouls and things of that nature. Uh, but even on the offensive side of the ball, I just thought their offensive line hurt them repeatedly, putting them in negative situations, false starts and things of that nature. So, but that's the that's the mark of a Rex Ryan coach team. You know, he's, he flies off the handle a little bit and his teams sort of play that way and they play a little undisciplined and the day it cost them big time. Okay, we're going to hear from head coach Chip Kelly in just a few moments, but first we're going to go to Lincoln Financial Field and get the instant reaction from Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. It was a thriller in South Phila on Sunday. The Eagles holding off the Buffalo Bills 23-20. And after a week of drama, the football game out-hyped the hype. It was a great football game here, and the Eagles winning the game. They're second in a row. They're 6-7, and seven, still tied for first place in the NFC East with the Washington Redskins. How did they do it? They vaulted to a 20-10 lead early in the third quarter, held on down the stretch. The Eagles tied up at 20 all late in the fourth quarter. A big passing play from Sam Bradford to Zach Ertz taking the ball down to the 18-yard line of the Buffalo Bills. And while the drive stalled, Caleb Sturgis came on for his third field goal of the game. That gave the Eagles a 23-20 lead. And then Buffalo in the final minute throwing down the field. Pass intercepted over the top by safety. Ed Reynolds, who earlier in the game in the first quarter was beaten on a similar play for a touchdown. This time, he was in the right position for the takeaway, and the Eagles hold on. As for LaShawn McCoy's return to Lincoln Financial Field, a mixture of boos and cheers when he came out as the lone Buffalo captain, mostly boos. As for his performance, 20 carries, 74 yards. He was over 100 yards in total offense, but really not a factor in this football game. The Eagles defense bending a lot. They didn't break in the end. They had the key takeaway, and they hold on for the 23-20 victory, a huge one for this Philadelphia Eagles football team. Thank you so much, Dave. I love hearing the excitement in his voice. You can tell how pumped he is, and that must have been feeding off. And you, you were at the game for the first half, so yeah. you can explain. Oh, let's send it to the link. Chip Kelly speaking to the media now. Fletch, you know, again, he's played really, really well. He, he did the same thing against the Patriots last week in terms of he spends a lot of time in the other team's backfield. Um, and I think maybe sometimes the only thing they can do is try to hold him from getting in there. So, um, you know, it, it, he's been a very, very disruptive force for us, and we think he's playing very outstanding right now. Chip, how do you think Sam played, and what was your vantage point on that I thought Sam played outstanding. Um, he really put the ball on guys today. There weren't any real errant throws. 
Um, we had a couple drops that we, if we, if we caught those, I mean, I think he's, he did a great job um, on the sack. I just, I haven't had a chance to talk to him, but I don't know if he knew how much time was left. The punt would have run off the amount of time to two minute, but I think he was just trying to be a little bit cautious. Um, but I haven't had a chance to discuss the last, that last one with him. What did you see? Did you, see uh, you taking some shots down the field, of course, with Nelson's touchdown and some others. What did you see? Yeah. Well, they play a lot of zero coverage, you know, and those safeties are down in tight. So when they do that, um, you know, you, you you can't allow people to do that. You need to take some shots down the field. So uh, we hit Nelly. We missed two on one. Uh, we threw the ball over the top on the first play to Coop. Uh, just didn't come down with it. But I think if people are going to play that style of defense, then you have to be able to go over the top on them. And, and um, you know, we we hit a couple of them, and it, and it was uh, it was big for us. Yeah, I, I mean, I just think our, our team is playing together as a team. I think all three phases are playing well. We can obviously, there's still things we always have to clean up, and there's still things we can get better at, but I think um, we're playing really good team football. I think on the defensive side, we're tackling well right now, um, I, and I, we're getting a lot of contributions from our special teams. Um, we got some big plays out of the offense today. I thought it was huge, and that's a really good point. I thought he, he he punted outstanding today, and I think that you know really we talk about trying to flip the field and punt, and, and uh, he really did. There's some of those it was just wow. I mean, he was hitting some bombs out there, so I don't know what his final stats were, what he came up with, but um, I think that and, and combined with the guys covering on the outside, I thought our Gunners did a really good job. Um, you know, the big play by Jalen there, obviously, um, but I, I think when we can cover when he's punting that well, uh, it, it's really going to help us here. Running backs were split pretty evenly. Uh, Demarco got some some short yardage stuff for you. Look like I think he got everything, whether it's first down, second down, third down. I think again, Deuce was just rolling those guys. They all merit playing time, and they're all getting playing time. After Sammy Watkins had that you know big touchdown early, what do you think of the, the job you guys did against? I thought our guys did a really good job defensively. You know, we we knew we were going to be challenged. We knew we had to tackle well. We knew we had a quarterback that was mobile, um, and you got to be aware of him. But we got to stay in coverage. You know, we got to allow the rush to get home against him. Um, but I, I thought overall, I thought our defense played well. McCoy had like 63 yards on the ground the first half. Not much after that. Was there something that was done differently? Uh, no, I think nothing changed. I think from first half to second half. But I, again, I think our overall, I, think, I thought our guys tackled real well on, on the defensive side of the ball. Chip, on that last play, what is Ed Reynolds' responsibility um, as he's looking at the play? Catch the ball. Did it, so he gets a check. <laughs> I mean, he was a deep safety, and they tried to go over the top, and um, he's got to give the, the the corner support on that, on uh, and just made a great play, made a great range on the ball, then made a real good decision. If we don't want to, we practice that, but you know, sometimes you get excited and start to try to run it back. We don't need him to run it back. We can run the clock out. I thought he made a real smart decision just to get down right there, and when he gets down, then we just put our, our uh, offense on the field to to line up and take a knee. So it looked like he was looking at the sideline. Were you guys yelling for him to get down? We were just cheering him on. On the big catch, Zachary's hat, what did you see? They were in press coverage, and um, it was Huff. Huff was trying to run a slant, and the guy had just had him wrapped up, and he couldn't get through the whole thing. And I think the guy covering Ertz ran into that whole pileup. I know uh, the corner, Huff, and the safety went flying. But, uh, it, you know, Huff was trying to get off the line of scrimmage, but they weren't letting him get off the line of scrimmage. And Zach not only made a great catch, but just a, a great run after the catch. And that was obviously a huge play for us at that point in time. You guys mixed results on drives before the half. What, what went right on this one that they got you in the field goal? Uh, you know, I think our guys know what we want to do. We, we had coverage that we could get the ball out of bounds on the sideline. Um, 
you know, we had an interesting scenario there when they said his knee was down, and then they told us there was a 10-second runoff, so we had to use our timeout at that point in time. You know, we would have liked to have saved it if he's out of bounds and we have an extra timeout, we're in good shape, but then our guys have to learn, and we practice it all the time on how to operate without a timeout. I thought they did a really good job. You know, we got that last one to Coop to get us into a better field goal range, and then, you know, that was huge for us. You know, when you defer, you're trying to score points at the end of the first half and then trying to score at the beginning of the second half, so, you know, you're trying to get in that dual situation there, so that was good for us. Where's Nelson compared to where you'd like to see him at this point? Where you expect him to be? He had the big touchdown catch, but still had a couple of drops. Where's Nelson? He's in the locker room, taking a shower. I mean, he's in a good spot. I mean, I, I think you want him to. Obviously, you'd like everybody to make every catch and do everything, but I thought he made a really big play for us. He missed a really good portion in there with that high ankle sprain. That's difficult for a skilled player to come back from. It's a little bit easier for offensive or defensive linemen to come back from that injury. But because of how those guys have to change and move direction, I think he's still getting his feet underneath them. But um, thank goodness he was there. That was a heck of a heck of a catch on the post route for a touchdown. Are you seeing more consistency with the team? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think they're they're playing better in all three phases. There's still a lot of things we have to correct and we have to clean up. But um, you know, against two good opponents, you know, to, to come out with two Ws here, you know, you're in December and you're two and zero in December. But um, as I told the guys, the same thing in the locker room. We gotta we gotta get some sleep and get ready to go because we got a really good Arizona team coming back in here on uh, on next Sunday. So, sorry, Chip. How much of that do you think is attributed to Sam coming back? I think it's everybody. I mean, every single guy on our team practiced last week. We had nobody limited. Uh, nobody was, you know, everybody was up. Nobody DNP'd. You know, when you get to this point in time of the season, when you get not only the 10 on your practice squad, but the 53 active guys, we have everybody practicing right now. That means everybody in really good health. We're not, we don't have to say, hey, let's try to get this guy to the game on Sunday. Um, we can really train, and in, 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 uh, I think our strength and conditioning staff has done a really good job with our training staff on that. So I think it's all of those guys. Having them all back, I think, is really helpful. Getting Ryan Matthews back was big for us, I think. And obviously, I said earlier, I think Sam's playing really, really well right now. What was the plan? Guys, What's that? What was the plan? That we were going to play all four and that Deuce was going to rotate him. No, we just knew we had four healthy backs and we were going to try to use them. But we didn't think we were going to have to run anybody, you know, into the ground today just because we have depth at that position. So well, there was were a lot exception of... on the throw to Selleck inside the five. It looked the replays looked like the ball hit the ground. Did you get any explanation, uh, further explanation from Hockley or anybody on that play? Yeah, I just got that they couldn't couldn't overrule it. They didn't. They don't really give you an explanation. They just tell you that they couldn't overrule it. So. You spent a lot of this past week answering questions about stuff that really not related to on the field. Did you feel like at any point it became a distraction for the team, and how do you think, if so, they responded? No, I mean, I just a lot of it to me is tabloid journalism that they're just trying to stir things up, but it doesn't affect us. I mean, we were playing the Buffalo Bills and really well-coached team by Rex Ryan that has a really, lot of really good players, but when people want to make up false stories about people calling me calling someone during the week and him hanging up on me, I just think, I mean, people trying to get Twitter hits or things like that and make themselves significant when shit doesn't happen. Is the, no, I never called McCoy this week. But the I think it was the Inquirer. Is that you? Yeah. Okay. Chip. Thanks, guys. And there's head coach Chip Kelly addressing the media following the Eagles' 23-20 win over the Buffalo Bills to improve the team to 6-7. and seven on the season. Very important that they got the win because Washington also won today, so they too are 6-7, and seven, and they remain tied atop the NFC East. The New York Giants play tomorrow night against the Miami Dolphins. We're going to hear from quarterback Sam Bradford 
in just a little bit. Ike, what did you think of Bradford's performance out there on the field today? Well, I thought he played real well. I mean, he's been playing well for a few weeks now, you know, and I know he just came back last week, but prior to that injury, I thought he was he had started playing very well. He has a great understanding of the offense, where the ball needs to go. Uh, they even took shots down the field today. Chip talked about the zero coverage being there. In order to back those guys off a little bit, you got to throw the ball down the field. You got to have a willingness to put the ball down the field deep and started off with the first play of the game for the Eagles. That deep pass to Riley Cooper that should have been caught Great throw from Sam Bradford there. I thought the deep ball to Nelson Aguilar, the way Sam Bradford was able to climb the pocket uh, and get the ball down the field to him. You could tell that he feels more comfortable in the pocket, throwing the football. Obviously, um, there are still some things that the receivers need to improve upon when he does get the ball to him as far as catching it. But I, other than that last play where he took that sack, I thought Sam Bradford played a real good game. Even the interception that he threw was more of a great play from the defensive back than it was a bad throw from Sam Bradford. So he's continued to uh, show that um, he's steady in this offense. He certainly looks like he has confidence with running the plays. Just need to get a little bit more uh, chemistry going with those wide receivers. I like what I'm seeing from Sam Bradford. No though. question. Really Disappointing from his throw to the interception. It was his first since the Carolina Panthers yeah. game back, back in October, and that's certainly one that Brent Selleck might have been able to get away from the corner of Leos McKelvin, but nonetheless, McKelvin in for the game for the injured Stephon Gilmore, and it seemed like the Eagles were trying to attack him yeah. throughout the entirety of this contest. So, we're going to hear from the quarterback in just a little bit, but we also want to get to your phone calls. You can call on 215-339-6709 to help us celebrate the Eagles' 23-20 win over the Buffalo Bills. We're going to take a quick break here on the post-game show presented by Rico. All 22 analysis and much more coming up. Great deals on all the best brands. Plus, this week only, members of the league earn double points on the North Face. Only at Sports Authority. Give me more chips, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. And that pregame sideline experience. Exactly. We have an Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both have the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes, including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. Carbs to compete. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. Love the Eagles? Play the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Please play responsibly. 
Welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm Chris McPherson alongside former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese. We're waiting to hear from quarterback Sam Bradford following the Eagles win over the Buffalo Bills. But Ike, I want to get into the, the guys who helped Bradford out today. We saw the highlights of Nelson Aguilar stepping up in a big way, and I think we've been waiting for that all season from the rookie. But guys like Zach Ertz, who had almost 100 yards receiving, helping step up their games in the uh, limited capacity of Jordan Matthews, who came to this game questionable with yeah. the back injury, woke up with some tightness on Saturday morning. It was big to see some of these other guys step up there in the past game. I mean, it really was. I mean, Aguilar with the touchdown catch early in the first half. I mean, that that was huge. I mean, you're talking about protection being there. Sam Bradford climbing the pocket and then putting it out there and letting Nelson basically run under it and he gets his first touchdown. Thankfully, he didn't injure himself celebrating uh, that touchdown, but that was certainly a big play. But you just mentioned Zach Ertz. I think he was the key today. Uh, big catch after big catch, picked up first down after first down. You know, on that final drive where they kicked the go-ahead field goal. I mean, that catch that he had, that run after the catch, you know, staying up, not letting one guy bring him down, basically getting the Eagles in field goal range. It was huge for him today. That's the bat, the matchup advantage the Eagles wanted to uh, exploit, and today they were able to do it. You know, Zach Ertz, quiet last week, showed up big time this week, and I think, what are you, I think only one or two uh, throws his way that he didn't come down with. He came down with just about every pass Sam Bradford threw his way. It's been great to see the chemistry between he and Bradford develop throughout the course of the season because we all expected big things from Ertz at the start of the season. But remember, he had that core muscle injury, which required surgery. He missed the entire preseason, and he had a slow going of it early on in the campaign. So it seemed like, you know, would we see the big things that we all expected from Zach Ertz? But over the course of the last few weeks, I think we're starting to see that come to fruition. And I think that's a big part due because of the chemistry that he and Bradford have started to develop to be able to get things right in this Eagles offense. Offense. You also look at the matchup for the Bills today. They didn't have their top coverage linebacker and Nigel Bradham. He was out with an ankle injury. So it was just smart development play there by the coaches to be able to take advantage of that matchup and attack the middle of the field with Zach Ertz. No doubt about it. And you can see that there's certainly a trust level there with Zach Ertz and Sam Bradford. That's the one thing a quarterback certainly needs. He needs to have a guy that he can go to in critical situations that he knows is going to come down with the football. And that's what Zach Ertz and Sam Bradford are starting to develop. I thought they were headed that way before uh, Sam was injured a few weeks ago. And then he missed a couple games. Last week he hit Zach for a touchdown. This week, big numbers for Zach Ertz. You can certainly see that Sam Bradford, when he, when he needs a go-to guy to find for a big play, Zach seems to be his guy. All right, we're going to take a quick phone call before we hear from quarterback Sam Bradford. Let's go to New York and hear from Kenny. Kenny from New York, welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. Chris, Ike, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's Good. up, Ken? All right, all right. Um, just want to touch on a, on a couple points. Y'all doing a great job on the show, by the way. Um, Appreciate Eric that. Eric Rowe, man. Eric Rowe, looking um, consecutive games, looking good, man. You know, Fletcher Cox always looking good. And I want to see a little bit more consistency, um, Ike and Chris, man, from from the offense, man. Too many three and outs and too many field goals. I mean, you know, we're making the run, but I just want to see a little bit more consistency. And um, that's really it. Y'all y'all make y'all doing a good job on the show, so no, ain't nothing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, bro, I appreciate that, Kenny. Definitely. I mean, you're right. You certainly want to get 
a little more consistency from from your offense, especially when you're talking about three and outs. But he brought up Eric Rowe. No question. And I, I thought Eric Rowe for the second week in a row, uh, getting the start, did a fantastic job. I mean, to the point where it's not many times that Tyrod Taylor even threw the ball uh, in Eric Rowe's direction. So that's that's high praise, really, for a rookie cornerback only making his second start and still trying to get comfortable with playing the cornerback position at the NFL level. And what's great about Rowe is he's not afraid to step up and get physical and make tackles. That's the yeah. biggest thing is when the ball comes in his direction, whether it's a run or the pass, you can count on him to be in there. And I think that comes back from that safety background, yeah. playing those three years at Utah. So I think that certainly helps the case right there. It's going to be huge for him. I mean, this is yeah. this is great experience for him. You know, it's unfortunate that we lost Nolan Carroll. But we're talking about a second-round draft pick here who hadn't seen much of the field uh, to this point. And when Carroll went down on Thanksgiving, this is giving Eric Rowe, this is giving Eric Rowe an opportunity uh, to play. Okay, let's send it back to Lincoln Financial Field to hear from the quarterback, Sam Bradford. Clicking out there and you're more comfortable than you've been yet. Can you speak to that? Are you feeling that? Uh, yeah, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, over the past couple weeks or, you know, whatever it's been, you know, I've gotten a lot more comfortable out there with, you know, what we're doing. And, you know, I think, um, you know, everyone else has to, you know, it seems, you know, it's still not perfect. You know, there's still some things that we need to correct, but, um, you know, it seems to, to be going in the right direction right now. Sam, what did you do during the, the bye two weeks there? You seem to have really straightened some things out since then, even with missing the time. What, what did that period do for you? Um, you know, I think it just allows you kind of a chance to just step back and look at it from a different perspective. Um, you know, I'm not sure I changed a whole lot. I think, you know, like I said earlier, I think I'm just getting more comfortable. Um, you know, I feel like my feet have been much better. I feel like my pocket movement has been much better. Um, you know, and I feel like when I play with my feet in rhythm, you know, good things usually happen. And I feel like the past couple of weeks, my feet have been pretty good. The vertical game was there today. What happened to get that going? Um, you know, just kind of the coverage they were playing today. Um, you know, they weren't playing, you know, it was kind of like a quarter slash zero look for some of the run stuff. But, you know, there really wasn't a deep safety in the middle of the field most of the game. So, you know, they were challenged us to, to throw it downfield. And, you know, we wanted to take some shots. And, you know, fortunately, we hit a few. You kind of like seeing that, right? It wasn't like watching Hurts, like on that 41-yard catch and run. Oh, that was huge. Um, you know, you call that play thinking that, you know, you might get four and get the first down and, you know, he probably gets pushed out of bounds and then, you know, we got first and 10. But, you know, for him to make the catch and run that he did, um, you know, that's just a bonus and it was pretty cool. I mean, it looked like he was never going to go down. And, you know, it's plays like that that, you know, really get us going and, and kind of spark us. You have to kind of, the quarterbacks kind of like seeing that defense, right? I mean, when they, when they can count, get a throw deeper. I mean, that yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of it this year. Um, you know, it seems like everyone we play tries to keep everything in front of us, you know, and make us put together long drives. But, you know, today they were giving it to us. Is that what they showed when you watch them on, on, on film? Um, a little bit, yes. More so today. I think, uh, you know, their game plan today was kind of designed specifically for us. The third down sack, what happened there? Um, you know, I got to know that it's going to get down to the two minute, you know, regardless and, you know, got to throw it away. You know, I don't know how many yards I lost right there, but it, yeah, I mean, it, it's critical right there. Um, you know, just a mental mistake, you know, should have thrown the ball away when there wasn't anything there. Sam, how much higher a level are you playing at now that you were 
Um, you know, I don't know. I think it's kind of hard to say, but, you know, I do feel better out there. You know, I feel more comfortable out there, you know, more confident, you know, in what we're doing. And I think as a quarterback, when you're confident and you're able to just kind of let things rip, you know, that's when you play your best. There's a lot going on this week, Sam, away from the field with playing you know, coming back. As a player, did you just have to just put that out and just focus on the Bills and their defense and stuff and not worry about all the other stuff going on? Yeah, you know, I think that's been what's been really special about this team and this group for the past two weeks because, you know, I know there's been a lot of noise from outside the building, um, you know, especially after the Thanksgiving Day game. Um, but, you know, it doesn't seem to affect us. You know, I think everyone did a great job of just staying focused and not letting any of that, you know, add anything extra to the game. You know, I thought our preparation this week was great. Um, you know, and then to go out there and, and get another good team win tonight, um, it's huge. Just how important is it to know that you have the destiny in your own hands and it's on your own control now? I mean, even the less next week games or playoff games and stuff, but you see that your own destiny in your hands. How much of a feeling is that right now? Yeah, I think that's all you can ask for. Um, you know, obviously to start the year the way we did and kind of dig ourselves in a hole, you know, it was unlikely that we would be in this position this late in the year. But, you know, for us to, like you said, control our own destiny, um, you know, where we don't have to depend on anyone else, you know, and if we take care of our business, we'll end up where we want to be. I think that's all you can ask for. Two more guys. Hey, Sam, what, once you know you're coming back to the lineup after two games where the team has given up 45 points each game and lost, and now you know you're coming back, do you try to take any more on yourself, or do you try to just kind of slide back into the way things used to be before you went out? Um, you know, I think more than anything, as opposed to, you know, changing anything on the field, I think, you know, the past couple of weeks, I've just tried to provide leadership um, to this group. You know, I don't think that you can let what's happened in the past affect the way that, you know, you prepare for a game or alter your style. And, you know, I think that's when you start trying to force things that aren't there. You know, and that's when bad plays happen. So, you know, as far as my play on the field, you know, I've tried to keep that pretty much the same. Is this how you expected it to look, the offense, you? Um, yeah, I still think there's some things that we can do better. You know, I think that we can perform at a higher level. You know, obviously we're still not great out there, but, um, you know, I think this is what I envisioned as far as us winning as a team. You know, what we've been able to do the past two weeks, you know, to put two wins together. Um, you know, I think that's kind of what everyone was really looking to see. All right, guys. Thanks, Sam. Thank, yep. you, Sam. Thank you. There's quarterback Sam Bradford leaving the podium after addressing the media following the Eagles win over the Buffalo Bills. I thought it was very interesting they touched on how there was so much noise coming from outside the Novacare complex, outside the stadium. After that loss a couple weeks ago on Thanksgiving that dropped the Eagles to 4-7, and seven. since the Eagles have responded with two straight victories, it really seems like this team has found a way to bond together and not succumb to all the pressures coming from the outside. Well, that's good. That's good for them. Welcome to Philadelphia. I mean, this is what it's like when you don't win games around here. When you get boat raced two weeks in a row 
45 points put up on your team against inferior opponents, this city's not going to sit back and just pat you on the back and say, good effort, go get them next week. No, they're, they're not going to do that. They love this team. They're passionate about this team. It's the way it's always been. It's the way it's always going to be. So I like the fact that the players were able to ignore the stuff on the outside. They didn't completely ignore it because they, they are talking about it. So they obviously know that it exists, but the very fact they didn't allow it to, to separate them, to tear them apart, that's what you want to do. And as a player, when we struggled in the past, we use that stuff as fuel to bond together, to pull together, and maybe that's what they've done. Whatever it takes to get it done. Whatever it takes to get it done. Here's one thing I'll say to players and everyone else. Fans react to what they see on the field. That's what they do. They, they react to what they see on the field, and the, the effort they put out the last two weeks is the type of, is the type of effort everyone is, is accustomed to and is what everyone expects, and you're going to be congratulated. You're going to be patted on the back. You're going to be lifted up as kings when, you, when you're able to do that. Today was a big win. Today was a big win. Now, would the coaches use that as motivation? Or is it just the players? That's just guys? players. Okay. That's just play coaches are putting together game plans. Players, this is the type of stuff players use to sort of fuel them. All right, so we haven't even delved into the Eagles running back rotation and how that was utilized today. We'll get into that as well as more of your phone calls right after this quick break on the postgame show presented by Rico. How's it progressing with the prisoner? He'll tell us everything he knows very shortly, sir. As you were. Where were we? 1974 Service! If your boss stops by, you act like you're working. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. Tickets, metro tickets. You need a metro ticket. Talk to me, please. How do we even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you, you know, you just, just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is the, this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make that profit. Makes more sense. Does the baby need a metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. Yo step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. Eagles fans, get the official Philadelphia Eagles app for the best coverage of the Eagles available anywhere. Get access to team news, stadium information, live and on-demand video, and social media streams. Download it today. Welcome back to the postgame show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Ike, one of the big storylines coming into the week was not just the running back for the Buffalo Bills and LaShawn McCoy, but what would happen with the Eagles running back rotation with the return of Ryan Matthews. The Eagles activate all four of their running backs today. Matthews started and got the bulk of the workload, and you saw the other guys all sprinkled in there as well. What did you think of how the Eagles utilized the running backs? Well, you know, they use them like I thought they would. I mean, you got to use all three guys. What 
they had all four activated, but certainly you figured if Murray had some success out there, excuse me, he was going to get more carries than he got last week. And then with Ryan Matthews coming back this week for the first time in three weeks, he has that home run capability when he touches the ball. So he's going to get his touches. And then you want to sprinkle Darren Sproles in there to make sure he gets his. I like it. Uh, you know, when, when one guy sort of has it going, you can sort of ride him a little bit. But to give all these guys equal opportunity to go out there and try to spark something, hey, it's a formula for success. It's working for them. And, and you know how it is in this league. When things are working, you don't change it. I was surprised. I should say surprised, but I guess the question for me was how much would Ryan Matthews be involved because he had not played in so long. Right. It was that Week 10 game against Miami when he suffered the concussion. He was also battling the groin injury. So how much could he be relied upon in his first action? Well, 13 carries for Ryan Matthews today, so it wasn't as if they gave him the ball 20 times uh, today. And then uh, uh, DeMarco Murray had 11 carries himself. I thought it was, uh, you know, you ease Ryan Matthews back into this thing. Like you said, it's been three weeks since he's been out there playing but again he's a threat to go to the house every time he touches the ball just like Darren Sproles that you want to make sure they get a few touches in there and then I like the fact that DeMarco Murray wasn't completely ignored I mean listen you got a guy on here who's a, a former rushing champion in the National Football League he's a pro bowler uh, he certainly has talent you know that's in there you got three pro bowl running backs it's one football to hand off, and uh, it's a little competition there as well. You know, amongst each other, you push each other. When you see one guy doing well, you want to go out there and do well also because you know if you're doing well, they're going to feed you the ball a little bit more. So, you know, the offensive line, I thought, did a nice job today blocking. It wasn't gaping holes there because Buffalo, listen, they were keying in on the run. But to use all three guys, I think it's a formula for success. Now, one thing we would love to see from the offense is more consistency and more drives like the opening one, which culminated with a Darren Sproles one-yard plunge into the end zone. And to break down some of the big plays, including the touchdown, let's bring in the third member of our team, NFL Film Senior Producer, Greg Cosell. The Eagles marched right down the field on their opening possession and scored a touchdown. Let's take a look at two of the big plays that got them into the end zone. The first was a big pass to Zach Ertz. And this came off a really interesting concept, what we call a three-level stretch concept, to the short side of the field down here to the boundary side. And what you're going to see here is you're going to see Nelson Aguilar. He's going to run the vertical route. That's the, the vertical part of the stretch. You're going to have Zach Ertz run the intermediate route. And then you're going to have Darren Sproles run the short route. So what you have is the vertical, the intermediate, and the short route. It's a three-level stretch concept. Let's clear the screen, and you'll see how it works. This was really, really well done. You can see Aguilar. He's lifting the coverage. Freeze it here. Perfect. You see the corner lifted by Aguilar right here, and you see a big space right here for Ertz behind the underneath coverage because the underneath coverage is also looking at Sproles. This is executed perfectly. Let's clear the screen. We'll see the throw by Sam Bradford. Beautifully done. You can't execute a three-level stretch any better than that. Beautiful job. Now let's go to Darren Sproles' run that got down to the one-yard line. And what was really interesting about this play, what we call an unbalanced line. Look who's at left tackle. It's Zach Ertz. Look who's over here, basically at a tight end position on the right. That's Jason Peters. 
Now, this is going to be kind of a, a outside zone type play to the right, but what they do is they pull the center, Jason Kelsey, to lead. A really nicely designed play as we clear the screen. Let's watch this. You'll see this is what Kelsey is at his best at, getting out in front, beautifully done, sort of an outside zone look. Sproles gets down to the one-yard line. Eagles scored on this drive. Opening possession, touchdown for the Eagles. Very good stuff, as always, from Greg. And we're going to see his breakdown of Nelson Aguilar's first career touchdown a little bit later in the show. I don't know how much love they've gotten so far from whether the coaches or players who are talking about the game in the locker room right now, but special teams coming up big once again. We were all concerned about Sammy Watkins and the big play presence that he would bring for the Buffalo Bills. What about his half-brother Jalen Watkins, who helped force the muff punt, which led to the uh, Aguilar touchdown? Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, and that's what you need. You need all phases contributing. You know, the team where they're at right now, they're just not good enough to have one phase carry them through four quarters of a football game. They're going to need contributions everywhere. And just like last week against New England, you know, they needed it again this week. Uh, like you said, the muff punt from, was it Thigpen, I believe it was, yep. early in the game from Buffalo, giving the Eagles great field position. Hey, you got to recover the punt. He muffed it. You still got to go out there and recover it. They recovered it. Nice job of the Eagles taking advantage of that play even though it was after a few penalties they were able to hit Nelson Aguilar down the field and that's seriously Chris that's just what you're going to need you're going to need the defense to do its part and take the ball away a few times and then whether it's uh, uh, whether it's Darren Sproles in the punt return game Josh Huff in the kickoff return game or your block teams making plays everybody has to contribute here down the stretch. Certainly. Caleb Sturgis, give him yes, props. Sturgis, three for yes. three from a field goal perspective. Yep. Donnie Jones consistently. Big time. Law, Donnie Longball earning the nickname with great hang time as yes. well. Certainly helping flip the field position for the Eagles. Let's go back to the phone lines and let's welcome in Izzy from this great state of Connecticut. Izzy, welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. Hey, how you doing, fellas? What's doing up, Izzy? Outstanding. Good to hear from you, Izzy. Uh, good evening from you guys, too. Man, I'm just so psyched and hyped about this win. I mean, hey, Buffalo came through, and we came out with the win. You know what I mean? Yeah, no question about no it. No doubt about it. But yeah, but my most best performance was those long passes. I would have never thought to see Stan Bradford off the first off the first um, snap to take that deep ball like that. That, that was just exciting to see, you know. Yeah, and I think that that was a clear indicator of what the Eagles were going to try to do today if the opportunities presented itself. Uh, Chip talked about a lot of zero coverage out there from Buffalo. And when you do that, there's no safeties in the middle of the field. You got to throw the ball deep to back those guys off. And that first play to Riley Cooper, that caught everyone's attention. Our attention and the Buffalo Bills' attention because that play was there. Riley, know he needs to pull that one in because it was a great throw from Sam Bradford. Well, I think it was just great game playing by the coaches to kind of take the pressure off of this offense. You see yeah. a lot of the short and intermediate pass routes that are repeated time after time again to the point where you wonder a smart defensive coach like Rex Ryan will say, I'm going to key in on those plays. Well, you got to show them a little bit something different to yeah. be able to stretch the field and show we're going to take our shots down the field. Now, it didn't quite work on that pass to Cooper, but it did, break, it did work later on on the touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar. Speaking of Aguilar, a little bit later on, we're going to show the all-22 of his touchdown pass, first career one from 53 yards out. But we're going to take a quick commercial break and get to some of your more, some more of your phone calls right on the other side here on the postgame show presented by Rico. Huh, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Yeah, everybody knows that. 
Well, did you know that playing cards with Kenny Rogers gets old pretty fast? You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. What? You get it. No? I get the gist, yeah. yeah. Okay. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. What makes a temple owl? Meet Stella. She's wise, fierce, and she's not alone. Temple University, where owls call home. We are the cherry and white. The city is our classroom, and we lead the rush hour, making our mark on every field around the world. A world without temple, well, that's like the sky without the North Star. Temple, never stopping. Welcome back to the postgame show presented by Rico here in PhiladelphiaEagles.com. We're going to go back to the phone lines and listen to TJ from Texas. TJ, welcome to the postgame show. Hi, how are you doing? Good to hear from What's you, TJ. Up, TJ. I think DeMarco should have more carries than that. Well, I don't what know. DeMarco? DeMarco should get more. I mean, he's from oh. Texas. Oh. So you probably <laughs> saw him, you know, his entire career in Dallas. Right. So maybe he probably figures that. The NFL's rushing champs would have a bigger role in the offense. More carries, I, I, I guess. But here, here's the thing, though, TJ. Are you an Eagles fan or are you a DeMarco Murray fan? No, I'm an Eagles fan. Okay, so we won the game, and, and DeMarco was certainly a part of the game uh, today. And I'm pretty sure as things keep going this way as you move through the rest of the season, he'll get his opportunities to carry the ball more. You just have to be effective when you do get a chance to get the ball. That's the biggest thing. If he's more productive with the carry, certainly he'll have more he'll opportunities. More, yeah. I guess the one thing that the coaches have to figure out is at the end of the game, when the Eagles got the ball with just over two minutes left, the Bills were able to utilize their timeouts and they had a two-minute warning and they got the ball back and still had a timeout remaining. That's a situation where the Eagles need to be able to ice the clock. So from a standpoint of how can they get the running game going, even though the other team like the Bills with a very good front seven knows that it's coming, how can they be able to be more productive to get a couple yards? Because even on the third down play, Bradford dropped back and he was sacked for a loss of 15 yards. Yeah. That's pretty significant in terms of field position when you're trying to hold a three-point lead. So certainly a more stable ground game. And maybe that's a situation where you can look at DeMarco Murray as a finisher. And I'll tell you what, though, it's telling that DeMarco Murray was the running back that was in the game during that time. Yeah. So when it's, when it's crunch time and it's money time and you're trying to run the clock out, it wasn't Ryan Matthews, it wasn't Darren Sproles, it was DeMarco Murray in the game. So despite all the noise from last week of him not being happy about being involved in the game, I know he didn't start the day Ryan Matthews started, but he finished the game. He, he was put in a position to try to ice the game. Now, they didn't get it done, but it, to me it says something that Chip or Deuce had uh, DeMarco Murray out there at the most critical juncture of the game, trying 
to uh, run the clock out. Well, it makes sense. You want to weaken the defense by running horizontally, get to the edges throughout the course of the game, and then hopefully by that fourth quarter, between the amount yeah, of plays and the tempo, yeah. exactly, you bring a little smash-mouth power football to finish things off. So we're going to go the opposite of smash-mouth. We're going to go to some big explosive plays and bring in Greg Cosell for one final time to break down Nelson Aguilar's 53-yard touchdown reception. This was the 53-yard touchdown pass from Sam Bradford to Nelson Aguilar in the second quarter. And what I love about the passing game are concepts. We saw earlier a three-level stretch concept to Zach Ertz on the Eagles' first touchdown drive. You're going to see a very similar concept here, and it worked to perfection. You're going to get that same three-level stretch. You're going to see Aguilar here. He's going to run to the deep post. You're going to see the tight end, Ertz. He's going to again run the intermediate route. Then you'll see the back into the flat, a three-level stretch concept. One of the most basic concepts in the NFL gives the quarterback a lot of options. Now, before we start this, let's just take a look at the defense by the Bills and why this worked. They're playing cover three. So what's going to happen is the corner will run with Aguilar up to a point. Then the safety, Graham, he's the deep middle defender. He must react to Aguilar on the deep post. Let's clear the screen. We'll start this play. And this play was made because the safety, Graham, did not get deep enough. So you see the stretch right here? Freeze it. Perfect freeze because what you have is Aguilar running to the post. You've got the corner with outside leverage. He can't play the deep ball across the field. That's the safety's responsibility. But he is stuck too low. He cannot get over the top of Aguilar. That's a mistake. But Sam Bradford sees that, makes a beautiful throw deep down the field. He was throwing off the safety. A really good job by Bradford. Hits Aguilar for a touchdown. Another beautifully designed three-level stretch concept. Thank you very much, Greg. I want to know what was the uh, all 22 on the touchdown celebration, the little spin move yeah, in the end zone. I mean, that worked out okay, but that did not look comfortable. <laughs> yeah, that, that did not look comfortable. And we've seen some unfortunate accidents where players through celebration have sort of hurt themselves. And I thought Nelson had there, but thankfully he didn't. Certainly. Let's go back <laughs> to the phone lines one final time and bring in David from Illinois. David, welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico. Cool to be here. Being in Illinois and being able to talk about the Eagles is not something you get to do every day. Certainly. So, th thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for joining uh, us. You know, it, I thought it was a big win for the team, especially to keep pace with uh, Washington and the division. Um, regard so regardless of if the Giants win tomorrow, it's good to know where, where we need to be. Uh, but, you know, I, I thought this is probably Bradford's best game that he's played uh, in this little four-game stretch here. Um you know, the pick that, you know, he threw to Selleck, it wasn't so – I think I think it was said earlier in the program, wasn't so much his fault as it was, uh, you know, just a great play by the defender. Certainly. So came up over the top made it, and made a nice play. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I still think the Eagles, they need to get – they need to get Murray going. I, I mean, they, Murray knows – Murray knows what he can do. Chip knows what he can do. I mean – they know what they have in that stable of backs. And, you know, while they're still kind of tinkering and finding the right combination, you know, and it's good to have depth there, don't get me wrong, but 
you know, they, that if they start getting this running game going, this is going to be an offense that's going to be putting up instead of, you know, 22, 25 points a game, they'll be putting up, you know, 28, 33 points a game. No question. David, yeah. some great points there. For me, I just want to see more consistency throughout the course of the game because two of their best drives were the opening drive to start the game when they got the Sproles touchdown and then the first drive of the second half when they milked over five minutes off the clock and it ended up with a Caleb Sturgis field goal. Yeah. Those were two of the best drives of the game. Outside of that, there were way too many three and outs for my liking, even if you can just get one first down to keep the chains moving, especially there were some situations throughout the course of the game where the Eagles would score, but then the Bills will come right back and score on their own. Well, now it's time for the Eagles' offensive counterpunch, and they're not able to do so. You see a three and out, and you want to see more opportunities and more chances where the Eagles can come back and be able to answer the other team to keep the momentum on their side. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, there's still room for improvement uh, with this team. I guess that's a good thing when you're winning and you know that you still have area, I mean, room to improve uh, on your game. And the offense is certainly trying to redefine uh, its identity. Again, when Sam Bradford went out for those two games, I mean, I, I think it set the offense back, quite frankly, because I, I believe at least with him in there prior to that, it had been running uh, a lot smoother, even though they had lost that game to Miami, again, after Sam Bradford was injured. So, to me, I think it's going to get back to that point. Uh, but there are issues there with the offense that just, I mean, it's, it, you're going to have to fight your way through it. I mean, the drops with the wide receivers, the penalties at times, the inconsistent running game, those are things that you just have to find a way to fight through and still win fo football games. It's just good that you have at least the two other phases of your game, the defense and the special team, back to playing at a high level. It allows for your offense to catch up eventually. And uh, who knows, if you, you got, what, three more weeks in the regular season? And typically this time of the year, the team that's playing the best are the teams that make the longest run in the postseason. The Eagles just need to continue to build off what they've done the last two weeks. Well, a great sign is the fact that I keep going back to last year when the Eagles were 9-3 and three entering that final quarter of the season and they lost three of their final four yeah. games and missed out on the playoffs, even with a 10-6 record. Here they come in 5-7, and seven, not where everyone wanted this team to be, but to start the final quarter, they get that all-important first victory to go to 6-7. And seven. and it was, as we said, maintain a tie for first place in the division because Washington, they defeated the Chicago Bears, so they're at 6-7 and seven as well. The Giants, they will play the Miami Dolphins, and then the Dallas Cowboys, they have a showdown with the Green Bay Packers. So their game's still to come, but nonetheless, no matter what happens, the Eagles will be entering next Sunday's game against the Arizona Cardinals one of the best teams in the entire NFL throughout the course of this season in a tie for first place. The good thing is that at least you have the Arizona Cardinals coming here. The only thing is they won over the Minnesota Vikings on Thursday night, so they have a couple extra days of rest before making the trip out east. Yeah, no doubt about it. Listen, the Eagles have put themselves in a hole, getting off to a slow start, and then when Bradford got hurt, they lost those two games. But here's the deal. They control their own destiny. Win your games that you have control over, over, and you'll be in the playoffs. You'll be in the playoffs. You still got an opportunity to play the Redskins and the Giants still. So if the Eagles take care of their business, they'll be exactly where they want to be at the end of the year. All right. So that's going to do it for us here on the postgame show presented by Rico. Our all 22 complete review from Greg Cosell will be available tomorrow morning here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Head coach Chip Kelly addresses the media at 1 p.m. in his day after press conference. And then 
Eagles 360 comes your way with Dave Spadaro and Brian Westbrook at 5 p.m. recapping everything from what happened today as well as the news and notes of tomorrow. So for Ike Reese, I'm Chris McPherson. Thank you for joining us here on the postgame show presented by Rico. The Eagles win 23-20. to 20.